0: Break the Chains 2018, presented by Mike Seibert Radio in conjunction with Federal Way Coalition Against Trafficking. It will take a community effort to eliminate human trafficking. We invite you to join us. My name is Mike Seibert, and thank you for downloading this podcast. Federal Way Coalition Against Trafficking or FedCat is a group of committed individuals that educates and engages our community so that each person can play a role in ending human trafficking. In this introductory podcast, Brenda Oliver talks about the mission and history of the group some of the myths and misconceptions about human trafficking, and about how you can get involved, including registering for the annual Break the Chains 5K on May 19th, attending community meetings, and more. And now, Brenda Oliver.
1: Okay, thank you. Um, My name is Brenda Oliver, and I am the former director of Federal Coalition Against Human Trafficking we founded the organization in 2011 and really based on just information that I had gotten over the years and I'm going to kind of step back a little bit in 2007 a very dear friend of ours her daughter went missing and her name is Danica Childs and I know Diane her mother does not mind me sharing the story but when I got that information really started educating myself because I think like many people thought, human trafficking—you know, sex trafficking, labor trafficking—was in from foreign countries. Mm-hmm. We didn't really experience it here in the U.S. But as I started becoming more educated, I realized, no, we have a problem in our own country. And many of the articles I had read said since 2011, um, when we tightened up our borders because of what happened after 9/11, yeah. it made it easier almost for traffickers. Um, to recruit within our own country so they didn't need to start it was almost impossible at at some point to bring people foreign nationals in so they started using our own you know internet access Um, so anyway after that And I read several books. I thought, I can't put these books down and not do something with the information I have. Mm -hmm. And so I was introduced to a former principal and a high school teacher here in Federal Way who said, we know this is happening firsthand in our school. What can we do to help? And they asked you know what can we do to help so I said well why don't we start with just having a meeting with our mayor and mm-hmm. our police chief who are we're different than they are now but um, we filled the X3 with probably about 30 people commu- you know concerned citizens elected officials we had a state representative there sure. and so we thought okay we're gonna spend an hour and a half convincing them we have a problem and uh, within 30 minutes they said we know that we do what can we do to help So we had tremendous support right off the bat, which has made our journey, as as tough as the topic is and the situation, has made it that much easier because doors have opened for us, um, really because it is a very heartfelt issue. And so our goal really from the beginning has been prevention through education, we don't even pretend to be on you know that we understand the rescue and restoration side because these young girls boys come with so many layers of trauma we really need to leave that up to professionals so we want to be on the front side of it and if we can stop this exploitation from happening to begin with we feel like we've accomplished our goal and that's not always easy to measure when you're doing prevention work because people want to see the data and the numbers Um, so that makes it difficult sometimes but we have had so many win stories in the classroom that we know our messages you know being heard we in so 2011 is when the coalition came together and 2012 we introduced a program called deceptions to the federal way school district and we were first asked to present it to all the middle and high school principals Mm -hmm. and they after that meeting we got an email back from their director who said you have 30 new advocates for your program what can we do to facilitate that in the classroom Mm -hmm. and so from 2012 until about 2015 or so we presented to about 10,000 students and we saw some numbers within the csec community which is commercially sexually exploited children that are actually starting to collect data now Mm -hmm. prior to that no one was really collecting and the girls and boys were being arrested they were the ones being charged they weren't really going after the johns and the traffickers and Mm -hmm. then 2019 kind of jumping around here some laws were passed in washington state that changed all that so it kind of made it that much easier for us to do our jobs as far as tracking information at that point Um, so we do know that With our program, we saw kind of an increase in South King County of young girls and boys actually trying to get in um, for services. So they were trying Mm -hmm. to get out of the lifestyle. And I think that that's a hard thing for me is when people say it's a choice, and yet I'm in the classroom with these young girls and boys that can't even make basic decisions at Mm -hmm. some point, um, we knew in talking to them that a lot of these young people are forced into that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was our goal is how do we keep them safe, um, empower them to protect themselves on the internet because a lot of these pimps and traffickers now are using that information to gather data to try to recruit these young girls and boys.
0: Um, a lot, a lot of my perception. I think a lot of folks listening, their 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 perception of what human trafficking is, kind of comes from you know like the media, you know, like TV, movies. Um, is that in any way kind of like an accurate depiction of what modern trafficking is? Or uh, uh, maybe maybe talk about some of the the myths um, behind uh, uh, trafficking and and. Um, uh, maybe kind of help us understand the, the reality of the situation.
1: Yeah, I think just based on the description or definition of human trafficking mm-hmm. really is based on force, fraud and coercion. And okay. when you're under the age of 18, that that seems pretty apparent. I think unfortunately what happens when these these young people get drawn into that lifestyle it is very hard for them to get out because of the um, I think one of the myths is they're making all this money and they're maybe they're trying to support a drug habit or but they see very little of that money it may pass through their hands right into their traffickers hands Mm -hmm. there we've had um, victims tell us there's a really a false sense of security thinking oh I've touched that money but it's really not mine but yet they have the clothes and they're provided for Mm -hmm. um, So I think when a little girl said it very well, you know, in one of the classrooms is um, we are so and she was seventh grade and she's telling us, like, we're bombarded with music and movies and the media that that glorifies this. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you get into the nitty gritty and you meet some of these survivors, there's nothing pretty about it um, and there's nothing lucrative for the victim. I mean, Mm. the trafficker is putting all that money in his pocket so they may wine and dine and groom them for a year you know six months to gain their trust before they put them out on the streets and um i've had young people tell me they weren't allowed to eat, sleep, or drink until they brought $1,000 in a night, and there's nothing pretty about that, you know, and I, I think we do try to sensationalize and glamorize it, but when you really get down to the act of it, which mm-hmm. is horrific to even think about, especially when you're dealing with 13, 14-year-old girls and boys, I think the, the biggest myth is it's not a glamorous life. I know a lot of people hang on to pretty women, but I'd like to say it's really more like taking. A lot of these yeah. children are being forced to do this and, and we've had people in the class say, why don't they run? And, and I say, you know, as an adult, I think I could run from a situation like that, but if you threatened to harm my sons or my husband, I would do whatever it took. And that's what people don't realize. It's very much like doves- domestic violence. These men can, or women, convince them that they love and care about them and they're meeting their needs and then the abuse starts physical, emotional. Um, A young girl said to me it wasn't even the physical abuse Mm -hmm. as much as the mental abuse that kept me there. So I think people really need to understand it's very much like, you know, post-traumatic syndrome or the Stockholm syndrome. It's more a mind control. Physical, of course, with the physical um, abuse, but it starts in the mind. Um, They will take pictures and videos and then just their self-esteem and their image and is a huge part of it too because then they're convinced they're not worth anything else so it continues them down that path that no one's going to care and no one's going to want me
0: the the thing that I was kind of uh, had my eyes open to is how prevalent that is in our community here in in Western Washington and the and the federal way area could you um, maybe expand on that a little bit about how like maybe how folks that, you know, if they're maybe listening from outside of our area, how prevalent is trafficking in any forms in people's local communities?
1: Um, it's a good question. And I think, again, as I was stating, they have just started to collect mm-hmm. data. So we're starting sure. to see some real solid numbers. And, and I don't want to say it's a unique situation of a federal way. I mean, because we know it's state, national, and global. Mm-hmm. Um, federal way i would think it's one of those things if you say it's not happening it's because you're not looking for it Ah. so it's easy to put your head in the sand and say we don't have an issue in our city and no one wants to admit that but it is it's so intertwined with homelessness and you know um gang violence and and drugs it's you know it's actually gone from it was the number three um, illegal activity up to number two so it's Mm -hmm. drugs prostitution and then in guns so um again i i don't want to create this image that it's just federal way right. but i do think um we are a hot spot because we're close to the airport we're along the i-5 corridor and and i believe our pd um, our federal way police department is doing their job so mm-hmm. then it's kind of that Catch-22, you see it, but it's because they're doing their job. The people that say we don't have an issue in our community, it's because they're not really addressing the issue. We just presented at a local school. We have a new program now, and um, they mentioned us they had six victims or young girls that were being recruited just this year within that middle school and that's one middle school here in federal way so i mean again it it is a global it is a national problem but i think with washington have stronger laws on the books that we are addressing it head on so i i think with these new laws and it used to be it was like a 150 fifty dollar fine you got a slap on the wrist and you got to drive away if you were the buyer Um, so when those laws were strengthened in 2012 they now have to, um, if it's a, a young girl or boy under the age of 18, they have to registers a sex offender there is no plea bargaining Mm -hmm. Um, they have to go to john's school and they can be up to a fifteen hundred dollar fine so the reward for the police department is half of that money you know the fine from that john or the buyer um, half of that goes back to the police department to do more stings and the other half goes to rescue restoration houses so as a as a whole as a you know as a rule for our our community members a lot of people think it's a victimless crime it doesn't affect me why are the police putting any energy into Mm -hmm. that so but again it really is about rescuing these victims um one thing that's made it much harder is now that the internet is is Mm -hmm. used so um that you see very few young girls or boys walking the streets anymore like pack highway so it was easy for them to spot and it was easy for the officers to make their But so much has gone undercover and Backpage.com, which is huge, um, they continue to sell young girls online. I mean, it, it's like ordering a pizza. You could pick up your phone and you could look at the pictures and hit a number, and wow. she either comes to you or you go to her. So it ha- that has made it, you know, a lot harder for the local PD to to truly crack down on that because it's, you know, behind closed doors. So what we do is we have a, a really good relationship with um, Rest which is real escape from the sex trade um, ops, and then also Genesis Project, which is located by the airport. So that when we do, um, and then the CSEC task force has a multidisciplinary team. So they have um, one, a couple advocates based out of their Auburn office, Nexus. And so if we at all, before we go into a classroom, we give the teachers all of their the resources. So if a student self-identifies or they have a friend, we have the you know warning signs, and then we have an 800 number that they can call that ad- advocate for immediate wrap services okay. which has been very helpful and again that's where they're tracking where these kids are coming from what um what zip code what their ages are i mean you'd you'd be amazed at at um you know um where they claim to live so we're gathering that mm-hmm. so genesis project ops rest they are rescue and restoration houses and then shared hope international also has one over in Gig Harbor. The the situation that we run into, which is crazy to me and it's a state law and I won't get into politics, but we can send young women to those places all day long. But the, if they're under the age of 13, we have to get parental consent. Okay. Well, a lot of these young girls and boys are maybe um, in the system through DSHS mm-hmm. or living in foster care. So sometimes it's almost impossible to get them to sign off. And then do we really want to put them a 13 or 14 year old in with these 20 some year olds because the recruitment process can start from these young girls. Right. It, that's that's the really hard part right now is you getting services. We do get quite a few inquiries from moms or grandmothers that are, have concerns, and so we will link them right away with those organizations. Um, I just got an email the other day of a girl that, of, of a, from a woman that her daughter has been was being trafficked and sold on backpage since the age of 15. So she started at about 12. And she just wants, she wants justice for her child, you know, mm-hmm. let alone with the layers of trauma that come and trying to keep them in counseling. But So I did refer her to a local attorney um, who has been uh, amazing. His name's Eric Bauer, and he represented three or four families of girls, 7th and 8th grade girls, mm-hmm. that their families wanted to sue Backpage.com, and we went to the courthouse with him. We went to Olympia with him, mm-hmm. and he did win that lawsuit. So... Um, it hasn't changed the way Backpage does their advertising, but we're looking at, you know, the Communication Decency Act um, that needs to be maybe modified so that they can't hide behind a website.
0: Right, it's, it's a start.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Start. So let's uh, let's pivot and transition. Then let's talk about how folks can get involved with uh, the uh, Federal Way Coalition Against Trafficking. We have, there's uh, a couple upcoming events. That, uh, that folks can be um, involved with and um, let's, uh, let's talk about some of the things that are coming
1: up. Okay, thanks. I think one of the key things really is, is education, not only for ourselves to be more informed about what's going on in our own community. Um, but just about the topic itself. And so we do offer every other month, and if you went to our website, you would see the date. But we try to have teaching opportunities with different um, guest speakers. And then normally they'll touch on different ways, you know we don't invite them in just to fill your head with information but then try to have an action plan Mm -hmm. what are different ways and and I know a lot of people this it is a heavy topic so unless you're in the classroom teaching with us or um, just helping with the awareness walk and I'll get into that a little bit more I I think just even really trying to become a mentor for a local a student um, whatever that looks like, I mean there's communities and schools, the Federal Way Public Schools has mentor and me and so some people aren't comfortable talking about prostitution and sexual exploitation. Sure. Then, you know, wrap your rounds around these at risk youth. I mean, even if it's just one on one mentoring, so that they're not apt to walk down that path and they're not recruited into that lifestyle. Um, for those of that want to work directly with the coalition, we have um, our annual 5K, which is May 19th this year, and it really started out as, as strictly an awareness walk. Um, yeah. It's become a fundraiser for us. That's the only one that we do. I don't like, you know, mm-hmm. but it really is just to fill the streets with what these – so these – so as a community we can see what these young people go through when you know back in the day when they were forced to walk that track and pack highway is part of that track so um, we just try to make it a, an upbeat event more so in that we're trying to show support to victims and their families um, we had a, a guest speaker a couple years ago who just said, wow, I didn't expect this to be so lively because the topic's so dark. And I said, we really do this. And I introduced him to several moms and victims. And after they got done talking to him, he goes, okay, I get it. You know, but he said, I didn't expect to see all this, you know, excitement around such a heavy topic. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess what I want people to realize it, it is our way to support those victims and those survivors and their parents. So, um, again, that's May 19th and every year we just keep growing. I think last year at this time, and here I'm going with numbers, but <laughs> I think we're at about 70 people and we're up, t- up to about 480 right now. Wow. Yeah, so we're very excited about it and we have, again, tremendous support from our community.
0: Awesome. So, if uh, if folks uh, sign up for the 5K, uh, what a... Uh, what what can they expect to see the the day of the event because we've a uh, um, you guys have a lot of cool things in, in store already um, just on on the uh, planning side that, that I've kind of had a chance to see behind the curtain <laughs> there but it's it's, it's gonna be it, it's gonna be an incredible event there's uh, there's gonna be um, a lot of cool things going on, and I was wonder if uh, if you can talk about that a
1: little bit. Sure. Um, we actually have two guest speakers, and uh, one is Jennifer Tucker, and she is a survivor, and her story is incredible. I, I won't share too much of it because she will be there that day sharing her story, but the exciting thing is um, in 2015, when we walked by a hotel that Jennifer was held up in, here in federal way um a couple women greeted her and hugged her and made her feel loved and this this is a side that she will share with everybody but um she promised herself if she ever got out of the lifestyle she would walk with us so um fast forward to 2017 last year she walked with us and king five followed her and shared her story and to me that one person in that one life is kind of what we do and whether we have numbers of who we've saved just to have one person to me that's what it's all about because that ripple effect of the life she's touching right now is amazing um so she will be speaking and then um our mayor uh farrell will speak for a few minutes do the introduction and then we have Rep- state representative mike pelichotti and he will share he's been amazing very instrumental in some new laws that are being introduced right now into the house so he's been a great advocate on this issue and we have some really great vendors that are coming we have um, coffee truck and you know so it's going to be just a great family event as well and music you know Mm -hmm. that's always a big one we have a young lady that'll be singing the national anthem who has an amazing voice and a couple local school bands so again it's just really we just want that awareness you know in the city to say we are doing something about it
0: and how long have uh, have you guys been doing the 5K?
1: so 2013 we were adopted by a group called advancing leadership which is a, an amazing organization here in federal way they take 30 students and 30 adults each year and they have like about a nine-month leadership training and they have to adopt a a local organization so they interviewed I think that year 2013 they interviewed about four organizations and they told us they picked us unanimously hands down and so the first year they did the entire race for us and handed us a check we just showed up so it was really a huge gift to us and so we just thought we can't let this die and so we have Mm -hmm. continued on with um strictly an amazing group of volunteers so we've been able to just gain momentum every year and as i mentioned too going to our website is helpful www.fm WCAT.org and um, that gives a list of the different meetings we mm-hmm. have coming up so the, the most current one is actually next Tuesday March 27th and we have um, two amazing guest speakers one is with the YWCA and the other is with a group called EPIC mm-hmm. so I won't spoil too much yeah, of what yeah, they'll yeah. be speaking but they'll give you some practical tools to use sure. and we're really trying to engage more men and mm-hmm. so that's why we have Jeff from EPIC coming um, to give you some tools to work with because this is not just a female issue I know um, my own husband included it was like well this doesn't really affect me none of my friends do any of this but we need those men to stand in the gap with us to say this isn't okay that our our young people are being victimized they are being exploited and it's a community thing it's not a male female gender issue it involves all of us. Um, Then on April 24th, we're very excited. This is our fourth year with the Black Bear Diner here in Federal Way, and they give the proceeds for that entire day. They give 15% back to the coalition, and they're a huge sponsor for the 5K. So we just encourage people to come in and eat all three meals there and (laughs) as much as you want. Um, We know how big the portions are. but Mm -hmm. So again, it's just been a generous gift from them to give us that 15% every year. So that helps with the 5K as well.
0: Well, and, mm-hmm. uh, and people from FedCAT will be on site also, Absolutely,
1: right? yes. We will be there. We will help people register or just give you more information. Yeah, we w- we're there from 8 to 8 p.m.
0: Um, so at this point, let's, uh, let's talk about how, um, yeah, because we, we've talked about uh, a few things, the 5K, uh, the community events, the, uh, the Black Bear Diner um, event. Um, but more than that, how, uh, how can people... Become involved with the Federal Way Coalition Against Trafficking. I
1: think it really starts by, um, you know, coming to coming to some of the meetings, the community meetings. We invite you to the team meetings as well. Those are normally a little bit more strategic planning meetings, but they're welcome to sit in on them. And then we do have um, different spots for um, speaking engagements for people that love to speak in front of crowds. Um, <laughs> we can hook you up and train you. We also have classroom presentations. Um, So we are working with a program called I Empathize, and we would love to recruit more people to help us with that. Right now, the the teachers have taken it on within the school district to pilot the program and then we will determine whether the teachers will fully take that over or we'll also help staff that. So we can always use presenters and even if it's not in the classroom at local churches, youth groups, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And then also we will start looking for volunteers for next year's 5k because we pretty much start that. We give ourselves a little break but we'll probably start that um, late summer, early fall and that's a big need really is to just keep the 5k rolling as professionally Mm -hmm. as it's been and really at this point if we have a lot of people that come to us and say i really want to work with the victims um and again i I feel like that takes some really special training and some professional training but we would then refer them to genesis project rest because they have some training to work with victims on the street and there's other organizations that actually go to the baristas and that type of thing so um I would say that really come and get educated first and then see where you fit in we don't want to just plug people in that aren't comfortable with that and that's happened a few times and then the longevity then they don't last that long so we really want where their heart's at we want to meet that and then we have the kiosk at the mall so we're very excited about that that's been an outreach for us it has been very successful Mm -hmm. um we've actually got volunteers from that we've gotten some survivors that that have joined our group but that kiosk we're looking at maybe two hours a week Mm -hmm. um, and we're very flexible with time and day and and there is training for that as well but that's proven to be like I said very effective Gotcha, it's outside of the mall, I mean outside of the theater so you can go to the movie after or before your <laughs> shift. There you go, there you <laughs> go.
0: Well, and and regardless of if there's uh, personnel there at the kiosk, there's still information for, for folks to uh, learn more about the coalition and uh, what they do. Uh, another question I wanted to ask, um, if... Uh, Because, I mean, obviously, there'll be folks that will be listening to this that are probably outside of our area, outside of the, you know, Greater Federal Way, Western Washington area. Um, Is there a way for people that may be out of the area to become involved?
1: Yeah, I think checking with different organizations like um, the Polaris Project out of D.C., Mm -hmm. uh, they have you can go on their site, and they've got some great tools, posters that people could actually print, you know, and post within their community. Um, they offer an 800 number on that poster so i think just even doing a poster drive could be very very Mm -hmm. beneficial i know seattle against slavery who we we have just recently merged with they did a huge campaign last year where they were allowed to put them in all the truck stops so that if there was a victim they'd be able to call in um... but i think Polaris project offers a great list of resources Mm -hmm. and ideas of what to do Um, We have one, too, that we could email out a a list of just ten simple things to do. And a lot of it, I think, again, is just becoming informed and then deciding what you're passionate and where you you can help. You know we do have uh, small subcommittees within the coalition like an education committee um, law enforcement liaison so those are ways for people to plug in too because we try to meet quarterly with our local pd just to see what they're doing we meet with our local um, administration for the school district so those are different things people could kind of plug into too Um, and i think again just really that that comfort level is is once you hear some of this information some people it's, it's just too much to be very honest I mean yeah. to think of a child being abused in that degree so they you know would rather do the behind the scenes so we always have room for you know the marketing piece and the website and they're all again volunteer positions but um, it's all that behind the scenes admin work that could we could use help with too on a regular basis um, I don't have anything really to um, add to that we, we meet Every fourth Tuesday of the month at the Marriott here in Federal Way, um, which is right off of 320th, and it's from 6:30 to 8. So I, that's what I would highly recommend. Is right. people just come and sit in on the meeting, see if they're comfortable with mm-hmm. you know what we're sharing, and, and see how they could maybe get plugged in.
0: And the meetings are open to the public.
1: They are yes. Excellent. Very
0: cool. And uh, uh, finally, if uh, how can folks learn more about the Federal Way Coalition Against Trafficking Online? Uh, where uh, where can we find um, either like you mentioned the website earlier, um, as well as uh, social media? Where uh, where can we connect with the coalition?
1: So we do have a we do have a Facebook account, and we have a great social media person um, who keeps that very up to date with all the you know current meetings and events going on um that's probably been our best outreach and we do have a twitter account and instagram and then our website of course and one thing i did want to um kind of add is in january we we joined seattle against slavery they have the same mission statement they have kind of the same goals and we just decided how can we make a bigger impact within king county and since we were both doing the same thing we brought you know brought those efforts together. So also checking out Seattle Against Slavery's website until we kind of figure out how we're gonna merge all that. (laughs) If if they don't live in the area, as you had asked Seattle, that would be a great place for Seattle people or anybody, you know, kind of north of federal way to get more involved with Seattle against slavery but um, so we're pretty easy to find I mean Mm -hmm. you know if you again it's www.fwcat.org you could send us an info at fwcat.org if you have specific questions Mm -hmm. but our presence I think is 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 out there and we're easy to find
0: Excellent. Very good. Well, Brenda, thank you so much for taking the time to explain and help us understand, uh, uh, kind of dispel some of the myths of uh, uh, trafficking and how, uh, how we can help and get involved.
1: Thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it.
0: Break the Chains 2018 is a presentation of Mike Seibert Radio in conjunction with Federal Way Coalition Against Trafficking. It will take a community effort to eliminate human trafficking. We invite you to join us. How can you help? Volunteer. Use your unique skills and talents to raise awareness and further the fight against human trafficking. Speak up. Use your voice to influence and strengthen legislation. Learn educate yourself and share your knowledge with others donate use your resources to help prevent future cases of human trafficking for more information including registration for the break the chains of human trafficking 5k on may 19th 2018 check out federal way cat on facebook or go to the website www.fwcat.com